Hey Bluntheads, welcome to another edition of the Philly Blunt, a 2020 Philly Mag Best of Philly Award winner. In this episode, we sit down with Philadelphia Inquirer architecture writer Inga Saffron. She's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and only the seventh architecture journalist to win the actual award. Inga joins us to uh, talk about Penn's Landing's development, tax breaks for developers, whether or not Philly will see the same exodus to the burbs that uh, New York City's experiencing, the effect of uh, working from home has had on Center City and maybe the future of Center City, her mellowing out on her not-so-much-love-for-the-mural-arts program, and her hatred of large video screens around town. She shares with us her favorite takeout, her celebrity crush. It's a fun, good interview. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, co-workers... Everyone you know about the Philly Blunt, because really that's uh, the most effective way to spread the word. And follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all as the Philly Blunt. And um, we hope you enjoy this uh, interview with Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Inga Saffron. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Goodtimes. I'm Reef. They call me Greg. And we are very excited to be here with the one and only architecture critic from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Please welcome Inga Saffron. We got Pulitzer Prize winner, too. Pulitzer <laughs> Prize winner on the show. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, glad to have you. Um, I know we had tried to set it up last week, and then uh, you had written a piece about the Sixers looking at the waterfront, and I got the impression that that story blew up massively, and you kind of had to run back to get another story ready for the Sunday paper. Um, what was? Uh, were you surprised by the reaction to that first uh, article about the Sixers trying to build at the waterfront? Um, well, it got a huge reaction if, if, you know, social media is any measure and um, the comments are any measure. But no, I'm not surprised because sports, Penn's Landing, urban planning, tax breaks, it's got it all. Like a perfect mm -hmm. storm. Yeah. <laughs> were you, uh, I know, you know, you were initially pretty skeptical of the idea. Um, did you get... Uh, was there negative feedback from the Sixers once you wrote that initial piece? And, and they were they kind of do you think they were kind of scrambling once the reaction was so harsh against uh, against that initial piece? You know, I, I wasn't the lead author on the initial piece. I just sort of you can probably tell what I contributed because it's all the uh, the geeky urban planning stuff in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, but so. When the story broke, I think there was some something of a misunderstanding. Um, you know, in some ways, it's unfair to the Sixers, actually. Uh, no, I know nobody is sympathetic to them, but, um, you know, the story broke as, oh, they want to put a arena on the waterfront by itself. And, um, you know, I was as horrified as anyone at that thought, but... Um, I knew there was this competition that the Pen that the uh, Delaware River Waterfront Co Corporation was running. And so, you know, just a little bit of digging, you know, revealed that this was part of a larger plan that was in response to what they call the request for proposals, the RFP. Um, and, you know, that made it, you know, in, in the beginning, people perceived the Sixers as, 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 
is trying to do, um, now here I need a good sports metaphor to, to, to you know, get around the, the rules. Um, and in fact, they, they are following the rules. They, they came up with a plan. They, they submitted it to, to the Riverfront uh, along with uh, at least uh, three other applicants. It's just one of several plans. So that's, a, you know, the story's a little bit different than it first appeared last <laughs> week. It's not just them trying to do an end run. That's my sports metaphor. Right. They're not just doing an end run around a public process, they are, they're participating in a public process. And, um, and it's not just an arena project, as I said, it's, it's much, much bigger than, than an arena project. So, you know, although I don't like the arena piece of it, because it does feel very 90s, and it does feel like a bad use for, for the waterfront, you know, the rest of the proposal is, is kind of almost standard issue urban planning. Mm. Ideally, what would you like to see uh, take place on the waterfront? Well, you know, so it's been a long process. There was this very uh, extended public public process to create the master plan. Um, and that master plan calls for quite a bit of housing uh, on the waterfront with, uh, you know, maintaining this public space. You know, there's going to be a very large park that that caps over 95 and and, and Delaware um, and Columbus Boulevard, whatever we're calling it, um, and comes down to the water. So there's going to be this big public space. We're going to have big public events there. People are going to hang out on the lawn and, you know, have picnics and, and whatever. And, and then there's going to be, you know, I hope a really nice promenade along the river, like better than the one that's there, you know, I, I, I was just there last week, you know, I, I go there pretty regularly just, you know, to see what's going on. And, um, you know, there are quite a lot of people using that promenade, you know, people love to sit by the water, they love to walk. Uh, now some of the food trucks are open. Uh, it has a bit of a midway feel, you know, like a boardwalk. Um, I think that should remain. You know, mm -hmm. that's the good part of Penn's Landing. Um, you know, it could be better organized. Um, but so, so I'd like, you know, and I, and I think the master plan calls for a big emphasis on public space like that remaining. And I think the winner, whoever wins this competition, uh, is, has got to include a lot of public space. But I don't think people realize that, you know, the plan is to create housing there. Um, so um, that's going to happen. And those buildings are going to be fairly large. Do you want, uh, do you want me to check? Uh, it's, it's solicitation time. My phone is ringing. So I'm just impressed you still have a landline. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Hello. Me too. <laughs> now that I'm working from home, I like, and I'm doing all my interviews on my uh, <laughs> iPhone. Like, I am saying, why do I have a landline? And, and the number of solicitation calls yeah. is incredible. It's amazing, right? You don't even know how they got your number. Yeah, as nobody else calls. <laughs> so, so I go down to Penn's Landing like three or four times a week. That's where I walk my dogs. That's where I take runs. So uh -huh. do you think when they build these waterfront residences, do you think that takes away a lot of the waterfront access we'll have as far as the promenade and walking? 
No, not that, that should should not be designed in that way. And and you can go to waterfronts in other cities, like you know, the granddaddy of all these kind of uh, residential public waterfronts is is you got one too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Battery Park City. If you've ever been there, um, the walkway is fantastic, and there are lots of little um, small parks along the way, and 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 um, piers, and um, and yet the housing, these really tall apartment buildings, come up pretty close. So I, I think they can exist. I mean, we've seen versions of this on the Anacostia waterfront in DC. Uh, where the the Nationals ballpark actually is located. That's a, a really, really big space. I mean, go for right. it. That was, that was more or less like empty when they started, right? Like we're, we're talking about a place that's already pretty dense here with the Sixers. You know, it's a different condition. And, and the thing that people forget is Penn's Landing is 13 acres. So to give you a sense of scale, Rittenhouse Square is seven acres. So it's basically, you know, two Rittenhouse squares. It's it's not, you know, some... Wow. Seems much larger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe I'm leaving out... Um, maybe I'm leaving out where the cap is going to be. But on either side of the cap, let's say it's about 13 acres um, of, of, of space. Um you know, there's this marina and then this narrow strip there. And you can add in some other things. And, and the Sixers plan did. Like, they they want to build on the Chart House site, which is a pier at the southern end. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big parking lot uh, south of the Chart House on the opposite side of, of, of Columbus. Um, I don't exactly know how many acres that is, but it's pretty big. Which that parking lot seems to serve some kind of function because a lot of the hospital workers from Pennsylvania Hospital, they park there and get shuttled back and forth all day. Is that right? I didn't yeah. know that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a park. It's used for parking, and I'm sure they use it for events at, yeah. at Penn, Penn's Landing. Um, but, you know, um, there's a bridge from South Street that connects Queen Village, and it dead ends in that parking lot. And one of the good things about the Sixers plan, and I think we'll see this in, in all the plans, is that it would continue that pedestrian bridge all the way to the river. So there'd be a much better connection back to the neighborhood. Um, well, the, 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 the blowback from the Sixers, but you, you pointed this out in a subsequent piece, was the taxpayer bit, right? Like, I don't think people are as mad about, you know, whatever their plans are. I think it was more like these billionaires are looking for handouts. And I think cities have already just about had it with that. And now that the pandemic's hit, I think 100% had it with that. And, but like you said, all of them are asking for tax breaks. Why is that? Why, why is that the case? Like, why, why can't the city get somebody to build there that that's going to front the money to build there? Mm -hmm. So I don't know for a fact that all the applicants will ask for tax breaks. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance uh, that they will ask for tax breaks. And I, I do agree uh, that we've been all too willing, our city and, you know, other cities to hand hand out uh, tax abatements. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we, you know, we've reached a point in this city where we're not so desperate right. to, to initiate uh, development. That's one thing. And second thing, I think you have to say, okay, uh, if I had $50 million, if Philadelphia had $50 million, 
do we want to give it to developers or do we want to invest it in the school district? Like what would produce the better return? Right. And right. I think you have to make a comparative analysis. Like, do we want to pay down our huge pension obligations that's, you know, becoming a big weight on the city? You know, there are all kinds of things. Right. So right. to see, you know, you can't judge a tax abatement like this, and oh, you shouldn't in isolation. Okay. Uh, you okay. should look at, you know, all your other goals. Now, so to answer your question, why do they ask for this? I will, I will say, and this is not, I hope this isn't too much of a defense of it, but uh, so Penn's Landing is landfill. You know, uh, when they built I-95, they dug, they dug up a lot of dirt and they, they dumped it where, where Penn's Landing is. There were, I guess, piers and they filled in between the piers and they created this land and it's kind of mushy and marshy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, um, when you build on it, you need to build like a lot of extra stuff so that the building stands up and that's expensive. So the argument is, oh, um, we should give them a tax break because they're building in this very difficult environment. Again, you know, so you can't just see that in isolation. Like how much are they paying for the land? Are we giving the land to them, you know, for nothing? If if that's the case, then we definitely shouldn't subsidize this costly construction because it's already being subsidized with a low land price. Right. I mean, the, the cities all kind of have to work in collusion because if they don't give them a tax break, then Camden may, right? And they just go over there and build everything in Camden's side. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so mm. it's been, it's been um, you know, um, there's been this sort of race to the bottom among different uh, cities, you know, each competing to subsidize um, projects and steal things from other cities. And it's you know, it's really a losing effort. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think New Jersey has actually put a stop to that stuff. It was during the Christie administration um, that they had these immense, immense corporate subsidies. And they were just um, basically handing millions and millions of dollars to companies in, in New Jersey, like Subaru. That is the biggest scandal. They, they, they basically built and paid for an entirely new corporate headquarters to get Subaru to move four miles from Cherry Hill to Camden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was terrible. Um, and the Sixers practice facility was part of that. And there's a whole bunch of others, but um, the current governor of New Jersey, governor Murphy um, has been investigating that whole <laughs> giveaway. And I think he, uh, he's taken a different policy direction. Things are obviously, and, and you've written about this, um, you know, with with the, are we we're, are we going to see sort of that exodus that we saw here uh, in the 1960s, mm-hmm. especially at the time when we had that weekend where we had the riots and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that was actually an article you wrote a couple months ago. What was your takeaway from that? Do you think that, you know, because we are getting all these stories from about New York, really more mm-hmm. than Philly, but you're getting all these stories about people trying to move out to the suburbs. Um, what was your takeaway from doing that piece on where you think Philly's going to end up in this whole situation? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see people move into the suburbs or do you think people are pretty firmly planted here at this point? Yeah, so... Um I think Philadelphia is not New York um, and it's not San Francisco. Amen to that. 
yeah. <laughs> um, here's some things to think about. So in New York, people live in, you know, a lot of people live in, in tall buildings with elevators uh, in very small apartments that cost a lot. Uh, very, very high rents and, uh, and, and uh, housing prices. And, you, you know, you got to basically, you know, raise your kids like um, you stuff them into like one bedroom, uh, which, you know, can be very wearing. Um, and once you have working from home and then everyone's in the, in the apartment, like it's really, really hard. So I think what New York has seen is people say to themselves, do I really want to spend $4,000 a month? Uh, to live in a tiny, you know, one or two bedroom apartment with my kids. And they are saying, maybe not. I'm going to move to the country. I'm going to move to the suburbs. I'm going to move to Philadelphia. We've seen a lot of New Yorkers come here. I, um, and the same is true of San Francisco. And I just want to say, I have uh, two friends who, who are professors in San Francisco, one at Stanford and one at San Francisco State, and they just bought a house in Philly. That's yeah. a hell of a commute. Yeah. Well, so, you know, they're, they're creative writing professors. They're going to do all their classes online. Um, one of the professors uh, will occasionally have to be on campus, and he's going to just, uh, you know, take the red eye uh, once a week. And, wow. even do, and, and even doing that, uh, they will save so much money. Right. Uh, yeah, wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so they had a tiny two-bedroom condo in, uh, for an enormous price in San Francisco, and they, they bought a nice house in Philly. Uh, I think they had money left over. Wow. Um, so, um, you know, it's just much more civilized. So, um, so, so, so this comes to Philadelphia's strengths relative to cities like that. You know, yes, there are apartment buildings here with elevators and, you know, you can live in them if you choose, but you, you know, like the thing about, uh, Philadelphia's row houses is their houses, you know, you have your own door, you have your own little backyard, you have your own space and even a little row house, um, is generally much more spacious than a New York City apartment. So that's one thing uh, that I think is in, in our favor, you know, that you can, and you, you know, and it's still a pretty dense city. So you have like a lot of the benefits of urban life. You can walk down the street, you can go to a park, you can walk to the restaurant, you can walk to a concert if we ever have concerts again. <laughs> you can walk to a bar, uh, you can walk to a beer garden, you know, so you have all these great, like amenities of urban life, but you get to live in a house. I think that's like the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, don't forget that, the, you know, it's not just row houses. Like plenty of neighborhoods here are practically like the suburbs, Mount Airy and Germantown and, um, you know, parts of the Northeast, you, yeah. you know. So if you want a more suburban lifestyle, you can have it here. Yeah. Uh, so there are even so some blocks I would say in, in, in West Philly that have you know these big beautiful oh, porches yeah. oh, and oh, trees sure. and you know yeah yeah it's a very green city it, so uh, I think that's all in our favor and and I just think and and then on top of all that you know even though we've seen a lot of um, you know prices have risen in a lot of neighborhoods here you know com compared to San Francisco I think the median house price in san francisco is over a million dollars yeah yeah uh and in philly 
we just got to 200,000 as, as a median. Right. So I'm, and you can buy a cheaper house for yep. sure. And compared to Boston, compared to DC, that's still really reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's all in our favor. And then, you know, for people who are working from home and have to be in New York or DC, you know, it's an easy trip. Um, and um, I guess, so that's the pot, that's the good side. That's the upside. Uh, the downside, the downside of the future. Uh, and this goes to center city, you know, 40% of the people who work in those high rise towers on West market street live in the suburbs. And if they're not commuting into the city, right. That right. space is empty. And if they're not commuting into the city and they're not paying wage tax, which is, you know, a really important part of the city's budget. And if they're not commuting into the city and working in those offices, they're not going to the little restaurants. They're not staying after work to go to the bars. They're not like spending money on whatever in shops. Right. So that's the real concern. And I'm, I'm very worried about, you know, seeing the city's tax revenues decline. Um, and when we and you know uh, this goes to will we you know will this be a repeat of the seventies like that's what happened in the seventies we saw very sharp uh, declines in tax revenues cities cut back on on services things fell apart so I don't I, you know I'm hoping that won't happen and and you know we don't want this extra burden on homeowners who are already paying a lot of property taxes yeah. <clears throat> I've heard this. I can't believe this is true, but I've heard rumors that you may not be a fan of the mural arts program. <laughs> well, is, I, I is that mellowed. true? So why? I've mellowed a bit. <laughs> I, I, I uh, so I like buildings, <laughs> 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 and I I like brick walls, and uh, I'm not. Sh you know, I feel like they've gone like overboard on like. Too many, too many brick walls. I see mural occasionally that I like. Okay. Um, I, like some of them suck. That's okay. You can say that. Some, yeah, some of them, <laughs> some of them suck. Yeah. Some, uh, of some of them are good. Some of them, some are, of them good. are good. Right. Yeah, the ones are. Uh, there's some recent ones around 13th Street and Sansom I like. Um, uh, I hate the ones along the the riverfront. I mean, I hate this new one on the AT and T building whatever it is um like i don't know if i know that one it's at the buildings at um oh yeah south, the, the, south street bridge yeah that crazy building on like 26 like the rumor is like it's got a nuclear bunker underneath it yeah yeah you know supposedly it's um um the you know all the the secret national um intelligence um right pipes are, are in there and um i think that might be true so it is like a bunker building because it houses like amazing amounts of switching and um telecom stuff so i'm not saying it was a great building but it was just brick and you could ignore it but now <laughs> this abstract thing like and it's at the wrong angle that bugs me and the other one that bugs me is the one a little further up river of the rowers like, it bothers me that, like, some rower paid $80,000 to Mural Arts to have them do a picture of rowers who we can see in the river. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
but I'm I'm trying to mellow about that. Good, good, yeah. Um, and not be, uh, you know, because in the scheme of things, it's it's not the most important thing. Gotcha. Ask me about big video screens. <laughs> oh, now that I can get behind with you. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I re- I really hate yeah. those. Uh, is that the one? There's a one at the green. Is that a thirtieth? Oh, Sierra Green. Yeah, I hate that one. Um, <laughs> which you can, you know, from the trail, you can you can see the the Phillies like playing, and sometimes you can hear it. And like, yeah, yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, <laughs> sometimes I just want to walk along the river. I mean, it's noisy enough, and but you just want to get away from screens. And I really also don't like billboards, and I don't like um, electronic billboards. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw I saw one thing that Philly Mag just did a piece where they talked about, you know, what changes we can make in the future. And one thing they had brought up was make, uh, passing a law that all billboards must be hand painted, which I thought was a great idea. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we, we've seen a lot of change here in the last few months. Obviously, uh, you know, we see uh, whole streets have been cut off. We've definitely seen parking spaces be filled with uh, tables at bars and so forth. And and, you know, it, it's been a net positive. I mean, I think in terms of, uh, you know, obviously the whole situation is not a net positive, but the actually having outdoor dining where there would otherwise just be cars is a huge yeah. positive. Is, do you think that's the kind of thing that might stick around or is City Hall just too ignorant to even get it? Like, Oh, like, you mean like the streeteries? Well, yeah, do you think we'll continue to have – where I make a shameless plug for my book. Yeah, of course, uh, do it. Yes. Do it. So this is a collection or a selection of my columns from the last 20 years. It starts in 1999 and goes to like 2019. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it looks how we went from like um, near bankruptcy to where we are today. So nice coming to philadelphia yeah <laughs> and you can order it direct from rutgers university press and okay. for half price oh nice with the code the code is rup50 spelled out all caps rup50 50 yeah amazon currently like a 4.8 out of 5 star ratings and with the reviews so know. far is, uh, is that right mm-hmm. i haven't seen it um Oh, yeah, come on. So, you don't look at the reviews? Come on. <laughs> never, you never ever read the reviews. I need to catch up. Um, so you, you, you asked me about streeteries and whether, whether city... Right. City, like, whether like, city. Like my wife and I were out, to, were out for a drink last night. Went to Lou Bird's, which, is, which their seating is right where there were cars. And, uh-huh. and across the street, there's public kitchen and there's people all on the sidewalks, which they've, they've had that for a while. But it, she was like, this feels like we're in Europe. Like, it feels like totally doesn't feel like Philadelphia. And like, it was, it was great. You know, it was just like, it's just a wonderful, it was a, you know, not, a fairly nice night out. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, this should be like this all the time, even when things go back to some semblance of normal. Yeah. Um, do you think yeah. there's any, any hope of that? I mean, I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally with you. Um, you know, um, yeah, the, str- the outdoor dining has been wonderful. And, and you know, for years we, we heard, oh, you know, we can't create, we can't take any street space for these kind of uses because people need to park, you know, and um, the same thing for public schools that have these big parking lots. Oh, we can't, we can't have playgrounds because the teachers need to park next to the school. So like all of a sudden, 
we can do this. We can, right. we can take these, this street space and give it over to, you know, people uses. And, and, and this, the public schools have been talking about creating tents in the parking lots of the schools so that kids could like actually go to school, but go outdoors. And there's a competition actually to design this kind of out safe outdoor space. So like all of a sudden we can use the parking lots of the public schools for, 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 um, for a non car use. So um, I'd like to think, you know, that now that this barrier has been broken down that we can, make it permanent. I mean, it, it has been great. I don't know if you've been to 13th street or second street where they've closed the whole, whole streets. It's, yeah. it's really, it's really great. And other cities are doing it. Um, and there's so much more um, street space. We, you know, Martin Luther King drive has been closed through the pandemic. It's been really oh yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and we should close, we should close more streets. Oh yeah, you're one of the few people who gives uh, praise to the millennials. So they <laughs> they help they help drive mo- movements like this, right? I think you've yeah, read yeah, yeah. more bike lanes, less parking garages, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I talk about this a little bit in in my this is like an introduction to my book, and I I, I talk about this because when I when I first started um, my job as architecture critic in 1999, and I would I would write these screeds against parking and people would say that I was insane and um, they would say, but like, um, I, you know, how am I going to get my groceries and how am I going to like, you know, pick up my dry cleaning? And I, you know, you could walk, you could take a bike. Um, And, and really, you know, since I started writing, you know, as more younger people, young, you know, younger, I guess, educated people have moved into the city and people who don't necessarily own cars, you know, that's, that's become a kind of mainstream way of thinking. Uh, it's been a really remarkable uh, trajectory over the last 20 years to see people, people go from, you know, oh, I have to drive to Walnut Street, I have to drive three blocks to, um, I'm not even going to own a car. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, do we want to uh, take it uh, take it to the blunt and do some uh, rapid fire questions? Sounds <laughs> sure. good to me. All right, all right. We're gonna do rapid fire questions, <laughs> rapid fire answers. Uh, I'll start. Give us a uh, building uh, you could admire uh, all day. Um, City Hall. Uh, what book are you currently reading right now, besides your own, of course? I am reading uh, a book called The Problem of Jobs. This is what a nerd I am. I like the <laughs> sound it, of that one. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's, about, it's written by really, it's very well written. It's written by uh, Gian McKee, and uh, it's about deindustrialization in Philadelphia and, um, and how Philadelphia responded in um, in the 60s as all these factories started to close. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's surprisingly readable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Have you um, ever been lucky enough to go out with uh, fellow Inquirer writer Craig LeBan for a free meal? Yes. Although you don't get to eat first and, and, and your food is not your own. Right. <laughs> is he like jamming his fork and everything? Absolutely. <laughs> <Jamming his fork. laughs> Give me a taste of that. First. 
So if the food is poisoned, that's the good part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality control. Quality control. Quality control. Uh, what, where is a place that you love to go out to eat? Um, so um, one of my high-end favorites um, is Fork. I love Fork. And um, let me think about my uh, kind of uh, low-end favorite. Um, Diesendorf, the, 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 the hummus right. place. Where are you getting takeout? <laughs> no. hey, hey, it's not your turn. You already asked. Oh, you know what? You know what I really, what I really love, and um, I have to ration my husband to only one a month is Porcos. Porcos. Um, Porcos. Oh, the place in Washington. Yeah, twenty second in Washington. Yeah. They're porchetta sandwiches, and you can order them with extra crackling. This is what makes them deadly. And like you can get like pesto and broccoli rub, and they're like this thick. And the homemade bread also, which I believe is grilled in olive oil. So it's crunchy on the bottom. All right. uh, and I do, but I do like John's uh, pork right. and broccoli rub. That also, that's a different experience. Yep, sure. Rolling is soft. Yep. What is your favorite Philadelphia arena, concert venue, sporting event place to go? You know, I'm really loving the Met. Um, I don't know if you've been there. It's been mm -hmm. renovated, and the acoustics are great. And um, I've seen a couple of really good concerts there. So, um, I'm, you know, I never thought in my lifetime I would see that building fixed up. So it just makes me happy. And then you just get on the subway. You like you walk out and there's the subway and it's so perfect. Do you have a celebrity teenage crush and who was it? Gosh. Huh. Well, uh, <laughs> I was like Sean Connery. Um, What's wrong with Sean Connery? Yeah. That's like, funny. You said, all right, that's yeah. Yeah. What was your What was your least favorite subject in school? Um... Probably Jim. <laughs> Jim. Um, your name is so uh, unique and very cool. You mentioned Sean Connery. What's your favorite Bond uh, movie? Because you sound like a Bond girl. <laughs> Saffron. Um, <laughs> um, what's my favorite Bond movie? Um, the, the Spy Who Loved Me. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, what's one building in Philadelphia you would love to demolish? Wow. <laughs> um, God, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is why we love reading your articles. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, well, I really hate that building across from the, the new Comcast Tower. It's like blue and gray. Um, it's like, they, it was modular construction and, um, uh, is it a skyscraper? It's not a skyscraper. Across from Comcast on 19th Street, 19th okay. and Orange. Um, and I'd like, to, I'd like to blow up that one. And um, <laughs> well, I, know you're not, I know you're not a fan of the Symphony House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready to blow that one up. Um, no? <laughs> maybe because it's too big. And uh, it has faded. It's, the pink has faded. Right, right. The pink, pink, pink isn't quite as Pepto <laughs> as it was when it opened. Well, what's the, what's, is there anything good that you see coming out of this? 
or in Philly in the next five, ten years. How is this rapid fire? <laughs> well, just something quick. She can get say something quick that's going to be good that, that can um, come out of it. You know, if we reclaim more street space and place less of an emphasis on cars and, um, you know, if, if uh, more people move here and um, fix up old houses, um, that will be a good thing. And um, maybe there'll be some investment in infrastructure. Like I always pray for that. Like maybe, maybe the federal government would, um, you know, do things like invest in, in transit and um, some housing. Um, uh, that, would, that would be a good thing because we're going to need like a massive jobs program. Right. <laughs> and we're going to need to, and SEPTA, we, you know, we got we to gotta keep SEPTA going during this really, really difficult time. Um, so, um, and pe- people, you know, the unemployment rate, last time I looked was 17.7% in Philly. It's unbelievable. Um, that's why I'm reading the problem of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> problem with jobs. Uh, last one from me. What are, uh, in three, three, give me three words that, uh, how a, a good relationship lasts and survives. A good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, respect. Mm-hmm. Self-effacement. <laughs> is, that, is that one or two words? That's or, fine. That's fine. Uh, and forgiveness. Yes. Big I, was ho- I was hoping you went for alcohol. But. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so Respect, if, alcohol, forgiveness <laughs> in that order. If you have um, 60 seconds to speak to Penn's graduating architecture class, what would you tell them? Um. Don't work for developers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Although then issue. there's no jobs. Then, One then, <laughs> um, don't sell out. Don't sell out. Uh, really? But of course it's hard because, you know, you know, most, every, you know, this is the big problem. Almost everything that's built now is by developers. Every once in a while someone builds a museum or uh, something like that. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for uh, having me. It was yeah, just so absolutely. much fun. Yeah. Um, and everybody, be sure to pick up the book that is yeah. coming to Philadelphia. It just came out a couple months ago. We definitely want to uh, check out a copy. So thank you so much again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we look forward to reading you soon. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks Take for having easy. me. Bye. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Yeah. Sound of Philadelphia. Covered in blood, the man's office is covered in bugs, the youth dreams cut short. Swept-